0: good to come into the house of the Lord with praise and thanksgiving and worship him for he is worthy and we just want to welcome him this morning make him welcome amen. create an atmosphere that he can feel welcome to just come in our midst and minister unto us and brother murphy's going to speak to us this morning we're looking forward to it amen welcome holy spirit we are in your presence Welcome Holy Spirit We are
1: Once more
0: we can just stand together and sing this unto the Lord. In your
1: presence, that's where I
0: your presence Lord with humility thanking you for your grace and your mercy oh God oh Lord you came to us when we could not come to you Lord you took away the chasm that was between us father through the shedding of the blood of your son Lord annihilating the gap And making a way, Lord. Providing a way, Lord God. The one true and living way through Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. In the presence of Jehovah. Let's begin to play that this morning. We have a number of prayer requests that we want to bring before the congregation. Brother Matt Dismet would like to request prayer for his mother. She will be having a pretty extensive brain surgery on Monday to fix an aneurysm. So he would like to ask prayer for skillful, steady hands for the surgeon. And a speedy recovery for his mother. And peace through the process for the family. And we believe that all that is possible. Amen. Brother John Toscano from Mumbai, India. I believe there was a request last weekend for them, and they have now admitted Brother John to hospital with COVID. So we just want to bring that need before the Lord for a total deliverance. Um, Brother John's son Stanley is the president of the William Branham Good News Society in, in Mumbai very faithful brother. We just want to remember these needs in the body. There's other needs that we have become aware of. Um, brother Donnie Reagan's church has been locked down because of COVID. And we just want to bring that need before the Lord. And that they might once again gather together. in praise and worship unto the Lord. And we just believe that God can do the impossible. COVID is nothing to the Lord it is a plague that has crossed this globe but we serve a God that is the master of every situation, of every circumstance, of every need thank you Lord Brother Ricard could I ask you to come and pray with us this morning in the presence
1: of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, trouble.
0: that
2: Father, Lord, what a privilege it is to come into your presence this morning. Father, And we we all gather together, we all have our place of worship and where we can spend some quiet time with you, but Father, when we are gathered together here, saints of like precious faith, Father, just under the same roof, it's like there's a special anointing, Father, that just come with us now and where two or three are gathered. Father, you said you'll always be there. That's thus saith the Lord. So, Father, we are gathered here this morning in your presence. Lord, for we know how valuable that presence is. Your your prophet told us, only a moment. It's all it takes, Lord. Only a moment in your presence can change lives. Father, and as we're here gathered here today, we pray for that presence to come, to minister to our hearts, Father, minister to our souls. Lord, we have need of it in this hour, Lord. We see the enemy rising, but your word says when the enemy comes in, you'll raise the standard, Father. And so we're we're counting on that, Lord, to anoint our faith, to raise it up to another level. For It takes faith to believe in this age, Father. And we just want to believe with all our hearts, gather our little licks of fire, Lord, together. We heard this morning about Brother Donnie Reagan and the church, Father, and how we come against that enemy. But Lord, once again, we know that only a moment in your presence, Father, and all else will cease. Lord, we think especially of the men of God, Father, your servant. You know, when your word teaches us, when you sent your angels to comfort them, Father, the anointing of the ages to come against the men of God, to come against your word, to come against the truth. So we pray a special blessing this morning, Father, for your servants, Lord, each and every one, wherever they may be. Send your ministering angels, Father, and comfort them in their time of need, Father. We think of our dear Brother Tom, Brother Biscoll, Brother Tim, Brother Murphy, Father. Lord, how we should just raise up their hands, and if we need to support, Father, help us to hold their hands up like they did in the days of old with Moses, Father. That they can just send your angels and come against and cleanse this world, Father. We just want to minister for the, pray for the brother in India, Lord, the ones going in for surgery, different ones, different needs. Lord, these needs are serious. If I was in that position, I'd want the saints to pray for me, Father. So we want to pray in all seriousness and truth. We just want to pray for each and every one, Lord. Anoint their faith, Father. May it be a scripture, a song, a verse, a line, a word of encouragement, whatever is needed, Lord, to raise their faith. For we know that it's already done It's a finished work and we just have to believe Father we just pray for the man of God this morning He's got a a message on his heart It's a burden Father It's not just some thought that he came up with Lord But you've placed a burden on his heart And it's exactly what we have need of Grant us ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to us in this day Father we pray Bless the remainder of the service May it be pleasing unto you we ask In Jesus Christ's precious name Amen.
0: Thank you, brother. You can have your seats this morning. just want to welcome you, brother Stephen and sister Lillian. Good to see you here. So want to welcome all that are gathered with us on the streaming down at the chapel and at the camp and, and wherever you're gathered in your households, wherever that may be. We just want to. Wish God's blessing on you and trust that you feel the presence of God that we feel here. God is not limited by time or space. As a matter of fact, He has created time and space and He moves in it freely. Amen. I am one of the few, one of the few. Um, that is number 78, key of G, I believe. And Sister. Uh, joanne has got a special number for us we'll have her come and sing right after we sing this little song together
1: i am one of the few one of the few in my faith in god
0: been invited into the presence of the King. Amen. God bless you, sister.
3: This world we're living in, the corruption, hate and sin keeps my soul a grieving. Darkness everywhere, no one seems to care, and many cease believing. In this day and hour, Satan will devour through journey But you can live the life of the bride of Jesus Christ Just hold your head up high Hold your head up high Spread your wings and fly Ride the It's time a do or die, with all the things you've heard, by the spoken word, you're ready and you're waiting, though others think it's strange, we'll soon make a change, so hold your head up high. doesn't care he'll catch you unaware and try to pull you under he'll work with all his might even try to take your life oh is it any wonder he'll time and time again remind you where you've been and help you to remember but Jesus paid the price for his brightest sacrifice so hold your head up high hold your head up high spread your wings and fly ride the wings For he's the only one In a time of do or die With everything you've heard By the spoken word You're ready and you're waiting Though others think it's strange We'll soon make a change So hold your head up Hold your head up high Spread your wings and fly Ride the wind into the sun For he's the only one In a time of do or die With everything you've heard By the spoken word Though others think it's strange, we'll soon make a change, so hold your head up high. Though others think it's strange, we'll soon make a change, so hold your head up high.
0: Joanne, set your wings to the winds of faith and invite our brother Murphy to come. One time I was going for a, a little exercise on the power line pathway over here in Cloverdale and I was watching an eagle circling, going a little higher and a little higher in the thermal updraft. And all of a sudden he got to a point and it was like he caught the jet stream and he went from here to there way up in Coquitlam somewhere in a matter of half a minute it was just a streak across the sky and I just it's always stuck with me how that you know Brother Branham says when two omnipotents meet and there it was the wings the wind, and the destination. Amen. So let's set our wings this morning. Brother Murphy's going to come and minister the Word of God, the Word of life. It's going to be Jesus Christ coming across this pulpit in inspired word form. And it's going to inspire our faith. We've just got to set our wings and soar in it. And it'll take us where we need to go. Amen. Set your wings. Set your wings.
4: Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I believe that you create an atmosphere so that we can come in, Lord. We can come in to believe, we can come in to know that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not just a saying, it's not just because the word has said, but it has a result today in our heart. We had experienced that. Experience that our God is the truth, that our God is a faithful. That whenever the two or three gather together, that you're amongst us, Lord. So, Father, I just pray that you will let your spirit that move among us again. To meet every need as we come and bring our need to you. Lord, we bring the need in. But, Lord, we bring the answer out. Lord, because we expected an answer come from you. You're the healer. You're the deliverer. You're the one that gives us the strength. You're the one that solves every problem. Lord, just as a brother of Ricardo, I pray to just one moment in your presence, Lord, everything will be changed. Lord, it doesn't take a long, it doesn't take a lot of word. Lord, it just takes a sincere heart, come before you and lay before your presence. And Lord, we come as what we are. And we don't bring anything, but Lord, we just bring a sincere heart before you and ask the Lord to come on the scene, let it meet every need and speak to every heart. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you all the glory. Let us know that a God, we're coming, have been looking forward to you. Lord, we come with such expectation. Not expect men speak, but we expect a God to speak to us. Thank you, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just ask you to uh, uh, turn to the scripture. Thank you, uh, Brother Nathan, for the song leading, the musicians. And I appreciate every effort that to put it in. Uh, thank you especially, uh, Sister Joanne, for this song. It just um, it means so much to me. I think now is a time that we hold our head up high. And because of that retention, is a joy of to us. And um, let's turn to the book of um, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's read uh, verse 7 and verse 8. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, and ye may be a new lamb, as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but it was the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. May the Lord bless His word, You may be seated. I want to greet uh, all the senses here, um, and also uh, for the sense in the uh, uh, U.S. side. Uh, Brother John already uh, sent me a uh, uh, text this morning, uh, showed me the picture, and so uh, there, uh, there are there are senses together together uh, on the on the Monte Baker camp over there. Uh, you know, I uh, I know we are appreciate to all the brothers and the sisters uh, in the U.S. side, but at a uh, time like this, we just appreciate them even more. And they haven't been the years by years. Uh, they crossed the uh, the man-made border and come over here to uh, get together with us, to sing with us, to, to uh, listen the to word, to fellowship. And we never, even uh, uh, to be honest, I never even realized the borders exist until now that they cannot together together with us. To sing praise with us to listen to even our fellowship to shake hands with them. Uh, I just want to say I miss them uh, very much. I think that we all do. Uh, you know, I think that we need um, uh, I don't know how you feel, uh, but I feel we need to take Satan to war this morning. Uh, he has to pri- take the privilege out of uh, the brothers and sisters. Has it deprived us. has it deprived us uh, we have a privilege to get together. We have a right to come to the church, to sing, to worship, and to believe. And we have a right to lay hands on our brothers, our sisters, to see the sickness be healed, to see the people be delivered. But Satan has used the government, used the system, used the virus, used the scientists, used the education, used everything, to deprive our rights, I believe we need to be more sincere this morning. To take Satan to war. And we can't just uh, be sitting here and just uh, waiting for the time or whatever to come or whatever goes. I'm not saying that we try to against the, uh, the law or the ruse or the whatever the thing says. But I believe that there is a Satan behind everything. And he tried to deprive the, the privilege of the brothers and sisters. And he tried to uh, uh, just take the, the rights, the God-given rights, that he gave it to us, that we can enjoy away from us. And I believe that we can be more ferocious uh, from now on. And to say, Satan, that you have no rights to do that. And we're going to pray, and we're going to believe, and we're going to do whatever the God put us in our hands, in our face... To believe that God is going to twist the arm of Satan. To bring our... Uh, either we're going to lift it here. Uh, just in a moment out of eye. Or we're going to see the church open. To see our brothers and sisters sitting here. And to get together with us. To worship the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I believe this uh, with all my heart. And I want to speak a, a title this morning. Sincerity brings uh, the power. Uh, I know that's years ago. Uh, I have, um, uh, speaking of, um, uh, uh, this, uh, subject, uh, that's, uh, I, I think it's about a 10 or, uh, some 11 years ago, I, I did that, but, um, uh, I just said in a recent time, I'm, um, not to revisiting it, but I just feel the Lord, uh, uh, it almost feels feel like we come to the junction of the time again, it's time for us to, uh, recheck ourselves, to really take infantry of, uh, what, uh, what have we been? To really check it at our face. See if that's what uh, we're really in the face. To see if there's anything that's called a living, malice, wickedness, or time consuming is unnecessarily. Or that we give it too much, um, uh, account, uh, dependence on what is the world to say. And instead of give, up to our confidence to what is the God has said. I believe this is time for us to check us, uh, ourselves as again. It's not meant to uh that so uh, we don't have a sincerity, but I believe we need more sincerity. Because if you realize if we're a message believer, we know when the first Paul, uh first Paul coming to the prophet, what is the the angel said to the prophet? He said, If you can get a people to believe, may and what is the next? And if you can be sincere. It said, when you shake the hands with the people, you will know that it was a disease there. And even the cancer will not stand before your prayer. And when the second pole comes, and he said, if you can be sincere, before the second pole come, if you can be sincere, and then, he said, you will know the secrets of the people's heart. And then, when the brother Branham was in the division, when he saw that the Mambas tried to strike his brethren, brother, then the, the he said, "Lord, how can I go to bind this uh, 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 this member?" Because the Lord said to him, "You've been given the power to bind him, to bind the serpent." And he said, "I want to see the serpent to be bind, but how can I do it?" And the Lord said, "You need to be more sincere." And I trust, uh, you know, I know that the people can say, and that we hear that the message has taught us that you can be sincerely wrong, but we can also be right. That without the sincerity, it cannot make the word of God to work either. But now we have the truth. It's not that we're sincerely wrong. We do have the truth today in our hand. When we have the truth in our hand, I think it is becoming to us that we need to be more sincere. Not just to see the word, to be the word that we're reading, to be the word that we're listening. But may we be the sincerity that we saw the word to take it effect on us. To see the word is working. To see the word is delivering. To see the word that that's a, not just the words that, that we said we believe. But we saw the word is on behalf of us. To deliver, to heal, and to transform a person's life. To make the nature completely changed to the new being. A new being. And we... Um, uh, as I was reading um, uh, in the book of Genesis... Uh, maybe we can just uh, turn to it. Let's turn to the book of Genesis, uh, chapter uh, uh, 13. And in this uh, book of uh, Genesis, uh, chapter 13, and we know that a Lot has uh, one doubt with um, uh, Abraham. And coming to a uh, sojourn uh, together. And then uh, the Bible says, um, "A lot to, start to moving in the tent uh, toward Sodom, and then uh, he became a reset resident uh, in Sodom. And we want to find out how these things has happened, how a believer that had come out of their uh, home. If we say to today to come out of the denomination or come out of the the things has been besetting them, come out to do the things uh, in the from the world and to um, uh, recognize um, that uh, there is a covenant made with Abraham and there is a promise that uh, God has given to Abraham and has been sojourn with Abraham for a while. But how in the world did a person end up in Sodom? How that a person that seemingly in the beginning has been follow along, has been going along and see the blessing of the Lord with him, with a a property, with a a sheep, with camels, with a lot of uh, uh, things that uh, treasures that he had, uh, just as the same amount of a treasure, same amount of a blessing as Abraham had, but how in the world the person like that then it can drop into such a degree, one back one into Sodom. Let's read it. And in a the verse uh, six. It said, And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the hurt man of Abraham's cattle and the hurt man of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanites and the parasites dwelt then in the land. And Abraham said unto Lot, That there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my hurt man and thy hurt man. For away be brethren, is not to the whole land before thee separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then thou wilt go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then thou will go to the left. Allah lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plan of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comes in into Zora. Then Lot close him, chose him all the plan of Jordan. Allah journey east, and they separate himself to the one from another. And Abraham dwell in the land of a cannon, Allah dwell in the cities of the plan, and the pitches tend toward Sodom. And we saw this as it happens, uh, when they are all coming out of the, from or and uh, they all, um, they all had a uh, the revelation. They all uh, had uh, the Lord asking Abraham to come out of that, and uh, Lot uh, followed his, uh, uh, Abraham's going out. You know, many times, Oh uh, there's a one time it was um uh the brother in China and uh, you know Brother Caleb I said to you uh I'll probably shared it with you many times, and he told me the one thing, he said Brother Murphy, he said I don't have a vision uh like um, Brother Ed's that I had. And but he said I don't need to have the, the vision like Brother Ed had. I just know he's the vindicated person. He said, a a ministry that in Cloverdale has been proved uh, time after time going through all these, uh, years you've been uh, braving through all these, uh, waves that I know God has blessed you. He said, I know that's the vision that's supposed to be to get a message translated, to get a message in the hands of a, hands of the, the people, to spread this gospel, to get a word to the, the people. He said, I know that is the truth. He said, I don't need a vision. But he said that your vision, your pastor's vision is my vision. His revelation is my revelation. Whatever that you brothers and sisters in the cloverdale, need, I was going to do, he said I take that as the God revealed it to me. And I take that forward. And I always appreciate that. And I always appreciate that a person to have such a sincerity and had given my whole self to it. And that even right now, and still in the prison and without a wavering from without a, a, a wavering from the from the truths that he believed. without a wavering from the vision that the lord that admitted the truth to in him and i appreciate that a person like that it takes a god actually that is the revelation to re, to realize you know i don't have the lord doesn't have to be just to let me to see the cloud lord it doesn't have to be uh, to be let me to uh, drive away the storm from uh, colorado lord doesn't have to do all the things he done in the prophet's time lord doesn't have to let me to sitting on the log to um, like our brother ed has been sitting on the log and uh, the prophet revealed at heart uh, of uh, uh, revealed his heart and said, "You have uh, three questions. I don't have to be, but when I saw the person was vindicated, I saw what is the God has been blessing. I saw what is the message has been done. To me, God has already vindicated. Yeah. Then all I need to do to be more sincere to believe what is that to be the truth. And uh, I think that that's what's the behoof of us." To us too, when the Israelites get out of the Egypt, there's not everyone has to do the miracle. It's not everyone has to uh, see the, uh, have to make the uh, fly come, or to uh, to let a uh, let a uh, let a plague uh, come upon the land. All they need to do is just to believe what God has been vindicated, and when they believe that, and all they need to do, they need to be sincere and believe and follow the prophet out. I think that's a behooves to us. That's what we need to do. You see, when a lot when he was a wizard, of Abraham he coming out to see the blessing of the Lord, and the, the Bible said they have so much things, they have so much of possession, and um, but you see, even when they have so much possession, Abraham still is a tent dweller. He's not a dwelling a city. He's not a making that sort of city as is a permanent residence, because God called him to be a sojourner that on this earth. God called us to be the sojourner on this earth, and tent is a temporary, uh, temporary structure. It can be picked up and it can be set down. Whenever there is a there is a food, they, pitch, uh, they take the tent and move to where the food is. Whenever there is a grass can feed their sheep, they move their tent and they go over there. If you are in the permanent structure, you have to plow. You have to sweat. You have to do this. You have to do that. But for Abraham, he's a tent dweller. A tent dweller, they only take the structure as a temporary. I think as a believer, as a royal seed of Abraham, that's what our mentality should be. This only a temporary. What we are living on this earth should be only temporary. Your job cannot be your permanent resident. Your house cannot be your permanent structure. Your, char- your car, your family, all the things that what you have cannot be a permanent structure. It has to be just a tent. It has to be just a temporary structure. job is for us to get through. Family that we enjoy it, but family cannot, if the family go away, you cannot go with them from the message. If they're just because of the family tie, if their family member go out of the message, you follow them and go out of the message. But we're not believing the message just because the family tie. We believe in the message because God has revealed this to you. This is the truth of this hour. That's what we believe. No matter what other people did. No matter what other people were saying about this. This is the truth that God has revealed to us. This is the word of a God. God has made it real to us. And then we put our whole life. Put our all the sincerity that we can be on the word of a God. You see the lot. When the beginning was a ten dweller with Abraham as well. And they all come out of, a or, and then they start to sojourn on the wilderness. And then they begin, uh, you know, the Lord has, uh, start to begin to, uh, blessing them. And the, when the blessing come, and then we find out there's a little disagreement that happens in the family. There's a squabble that happens in the family. This person started, to doesn't agree with another, it said, well, you know, uh, 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 uh Lot didn't say, Or uh, Abraham, I, I don't believe in the message. No, Lot didn't say that. Lot didn't say, no, I don't agree with it, Abraham. But Lot got the problem, is that my herdsman got a problem with your herdsman. It is sometimes when we find out in a message, the things that happen, it's not necessarily just that a person said, oh, I don't believe the message. It's totally wrong. It's just some arguments happen, it's just some disagreement that happen. or that maybe the pastor doesn 't visit a person regularly, or if the call phone call is not regularly. or if the things has happened, certain things little things has happened, and they forgot that they're the sojourner on this earth, and it's just the little things that happened that in the family just make the law to start to pitch up his ta- uh, start to unpitch. Um, uh, um, pitch just on the Whatever his tent, and they start to, uh, moving out from the presence that the Lord has been vindicated. And it's just a little argument that happened, just something that was so small, we call it if there's a leaven that ends the body, just a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. And then these things start to grow, then these things start to rippling, then these things, instead of just a confined, just in, in that, uh, a uh, small area, then the things like, uh, infectious start to affect, uh, uh, all the other people. Their family member, their friends, and the, before you know it, they start to get their tented out, and then they said, oh, we'll just go somewhere else. And they might be, they might be not to say that we don't believe the message anymore, but they started saying, you know, because of this. Or some people said, oh, because of my wife. And some said, oh, because of my, uh, my husband. And because of my uh, uh, my children, or because of this brother, or because of that brother, and that, that squabble start to happen, and then they start to unpitch their tent and start to get going. And that's what's exactly happened to Lot. And he, the Lord blessed him. Sometime I find out that the blessing, if he doesn't handle it well, the blessing can be a curse to a believer. If the person is not made for that, if the person it's not the builder revelation. It's on the word of a God that uh, the word is that are absolute. Then they start to one little thing has happened. Another uh, some little things has happened. It just makes a person start to have a disgruntle uh, about uh, the word and uh, disgruntle uh, about uh, the message that in this hour. But let us always remember, God called us to be temporarily on this journey. On this journey is everything is just a temporal. Your family is temporal. Your job is temporal. And your relationship is temporal. Your love for your children, I would say, is temporal. Because when we get to heaven, you won't have your children just as a... You know, as what you are now, just a little baby. You don't have the wife that like what you have, uh, the wife relationship right now. But there is a love so surpass everything that we know love. But that should be the permanent goal that we are achieving. That should be the permanent destination that we try to seeking. If we only just make the message just for, to apply for our life, just makes this life a little easier. Just to make a, uh, my husband become a love me more. And my wife, he became a sweetheart. My children not to go to the world. We lost the vision. The calling to Abraham is the Lord said, I will give you the land full of milk and honey. I will give you a permanent residence. I will give you a permanent place that you can permanently living there. But this world is not your permanent residence. All you need to do is just sojourn here, just passing by. Your house will never be big enough. Your car will never be new enough. Your children will never be cute enough or sweet enough. The things that you own this world, you hold it so dear, will never be so dear enough. Only when you are permanent go goal that God revealed to you, said, I'm calling you to have a body change. I'm calling you, I prepare a place for you. I'm calling you to go to the land of a promise. I'm calling you to go to the land of the resurrection. That is the place I'm calling you. We will make our whole life here all living for that purpose. If our vision get kind of veered off from that, then we'll be get into trouble. And we saw a lot to start to, a lot to start to get into the trouble. And just because of the one disagreement, and the Lord says, I already started seeing toward Sodom. And the best thing of the Lord actually caused the squabble, the disagreement that are in the family. So that's why I said sometimes the best thing, if we're not handled in a while, well, then it can cause the damage to the family. Some people, they don't know how to handle money. Some people, they don't know how to handle if they had a promotion, got a, got a good job, or this and that. When they started having that, it's time for them to be rechecking. What is my vision? What is my goal? What is God calling me to do? What is the God has to prepare to for me? Let God reveal that to you, reshaping our vision again. Make our vision back to what we're supposed to be. Your journey on this earth only temporal. We are ten dweller. We're not a permanent resident of Canada or U.S., or China or whatever. We're a permanent resident citizenship. God has given to us. This earth we're passing by. The science we're passing by. The system we're passing by. The government we're passing by. The media we're passing by. The, all the social media we're passing by. Everything we're passing by. But that permanent residence that God gave it to us. was never passing by. He prepared a place for you to dwell. That's the dwelling place. If Lord willing, I want to speak about a heavenly place next week. That is our permanent dwelling place. We rue from there. We rent from there. We spoke from there. We cast demons from there. We deliver people from there. We heal people from there. All from there. That is the permanent residence place. Sorry. And then when the strife started to come, and soon Lot forgot his, uh, his vision. Soon he forgot his promise. Soon he forgot he had even come out of a war. And now he just got back to another war. It's called a Sodom. And then he started moving his tent, getting closer and closer, closer and closer to Sodom. Then he become a permanent residence over there. Then he continue to get blessing. He got a, he become a mayor of the city or judge of that city. And, uh, uh seems like everything's just going well, but he lost his family. He lost his children. And Abraham, although he doesn't have a children, but God gave him a children Amen. because he keeps the vision true. He keeps his goal right. He's uh, continually to become a tent dweller. If I should say he's a uh, sincere to the promise, the Lord has to uh, give it to him. Nothing changed him. The law though he's sincere in the beginning, but he never sincere, he never be sincere all the way to the end. Sometime a word be sincere in the, the beginning. I think that Michael was saying that. So have we lost the, the first love? That was quite touch me, Michael, when you preach of that. I come home, I start to recheck myself. Lord, then I come to this. Lord, make me more sincere. I think we can never be sincere enough. You never say a people, uh, I have the quote of that, even though the person was sincerely wrong. But if they're really deeply sincere, God will bring them back to the right. But if a person is not sincere, though they are right, they can go to the wrong path. When we talk about sincerity, as I said in the beginning, I'm not saying that we don't have sincerity. But I'm saying that we need a more sincere. And we're sincere. We believe the word. And you can come to justification. You can come to sanctification. You can come to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then the Holy Ghost himself, the life of Jesus Christ living in you. But you still have to be keep on sincere to believe the word. To see the word is the truth. Disregarding whatever your feeling is. Disregarding what your emotion is. Disregarding what anybody else has said. But you always be sincere to the word of a God. Whatever the word of a God has said is the truth. That is the truth. Your feeling is not your dependence. Your feeling is a, you're not supposed to depend on your feeling. You're not supposed to depending on your symptom. You're supposed to depending on what is the word of a God has said. Be sincere to what is the word of God has said to you. And be sincere to what is the word of God has said about you. If He said that there is a rapture, I'm sincere enough to believe I'm a one of that. If God said that there is a spotless bride, that's on the same that I believe that I'm a one of that. Not haphazardly, but sincerely to believe it. Not because of my feeling of it, but because the word of God has said so. But even when we have the Holy Spirit, even when we have the life of a God living in us, we still need to be more sincere. Who can be more sincere than a prophet? He's the most sincere person that in the world. And I remember the one time I want to read it in a message. But I remember talking about the, the, a man that would have phoned him. Uh, he was on the tax issue, and that a time he was so bothered by a lawyer or an accountant. And he just uh, uh just be, uh, beside himself. And then uh, one time the the lawyer uh, or accountant of the called it again and Brad Random right here to, the the phone ran he said who's calling? And his wife said, Oh, he's the lawyer again. And Brad ran him just tell him I'm not here. And then he was stepping out of the house. And when he coming back, and then his wife said, uh, you know, is that all altogether uh uh everything's just right? To be honest, if it to me, I don't even care. <laughs> Probably to us that doesn't even come bother our mind. But for the prophet, the more the the, the person that the Lord has a called, it seems like the little leaven that's in there, Lord wants to get rid of that. Because God said, I need a bride is without a spot, without any blemish. God wanted the bride was totally root out or purged out any leaven that it is. And then the prophet, he said, Oh, he said, oh, that's, uh, that's no problem. He said, I was not here. I was just out. But he said, when you're there, you're there. Well, that's okay. Just forget it about. And then they go to pray for the person. And then the voice said, that, you know, you're not worthy to pray, to pray for that person. And quickly... The, the, the prophet was repenting from that, and then uh, the prophet would go uh, come to the repentant, and then they go uh, go back to the cave, and they pray it again. I think it's just for us. We're probably thinking, "Lord, I'm wrong," and then we just go forget about it and go go forward. And for the prophet, he prayed. He said, "Hours by hours, from the morning until the afternoon, he prayed. He said, Lord, I believe You forgive me, but Lord, if You' If if you are, he said, Lord, just bring something. Let me, uh, let me know that you forgive me. And then he prayed hours by hours. And then he saw, he saw the, the wind start to blow. I, I cannot remember exactly what his situation was. That. But there was a little breeze that was coming forth. And then he, he felt the, the burden just left to him. Then he, he said, Lord, I know you have forgiven me. I was like, How, what a sincere heart that that other person is. If a person like that, who can be more sincere than than the prophet? But you see, when we're talking about a sincere, we're not only talking about, you know, you do the wrong, you repent. You know, you made a mistake, and you repent. Or you go out to uh, to certain things that you shouldn't do, you come out, which that is a sincerity. There's a get rid of a perch out to the, the living out of us. But when we're talking about a sincerity, is a sincerity to the word. Because of the prophet, when he has the ministry revealed it to him, he said if you can make people believe, and if you can be sincere. He said, then this ministry around him, he can hold in the hand and knows people's disease. If you can be sincere, he said, you will know the secrets of the people's heart. If you can be more sincere, he said, you can bind that mamba. You can bind that serpent. That's what we need to do. That's the sincerity that I'm talking about. That in our life, there's a certain things Lord required us, you need to be more sincere than, in all, than, than what you are now. If you want to go to the rapture to see the body change, you need to be more sincere than what you are in hell. If you want to see the a delivered, you need to be more sincere than what you are in hell. If you want to see the God come on the scene to transform your life, you need to be more sincere than what you are in hell. the Benjamin says uh, in investment... He said, so they had a 400 Hebrew prophets, not Balaam, not Balaam prophets, not heathens, but Hebrew prophets. Zedekiah came up with two big horns and said, thus says the Lord, by this you are going to push Syria plumb out of the country. He said, fundamentally, he was right, but there's more goes with it besides that. He said, they was keeping their sacrifice just as irreverent as they could. Doing what the Lord told them, yet without that sincerity behind it. Offering, it become a family tradition. But remember, I'm talking about those uh, prophets. He said, they're just as reverent as they can be. They're doing all the rituals, and they're doing all the Lord told them to do. They made a sacrifice, and they do everything that is, uh, God required them to do. But he said that it become a family tradition. If I will say, coming church can become a family tradition. Listen to a message can be just a family tradition, and going to uh, just said I'm a believer, just to listen, all of that can become a family tradition, but without a sincerity behind it. When we're talking about a sincerity, many times we're thinking about, you know, we come as a pious that we can. We come as a reverence that we can. We call that a sincerity. That is a not a sincerity. He said who those they are there as irreverent as they can be. When we're talking about a sincerity, we're not just talking about, you know, you'll be polite, you'll be kind, you'll be nice, you'll be sweet... And you'll be doing all the works that you uh, uh, for the neighbor, for the community, and all of that. That's not to the sincerity that we're talking about. We're talking about the sincerity to believe God's word. Brother Abraham said, "That's where we're ta- we're taking Pentecost, a family tradition." He said, "God, to get a more sincere than that. You expect God to answer." There's blessings and promise, you come back to the sincerity of that word. What the word says, stay with it. That is the sincerity that we're talking about. It's not saying that we believe the word, but whatever the word has said, we stay with the word has said. Your action prove that you are sincere to God's word. When you're sincere with God's word, a lot of the time it looks looks like you become an odd or a strange person. But that's what is the God required us to be. You know what? When Abraham, he was so sincere to what is the vision, the promise the Lord has to give it to him, and he uh, get out of from a war, and the go on a sojourn in the wilderness. And to the people in the world, that is so strange. And you left your hometown and go to soldier. and what what, what are you doing? But to Abraham, he's so sincere. That is so true to him. That word become so real to him that he literally believed what he ever heard. And it not just said, oh, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. He made a move. When God says certain things, you must make a move. When God said a certain things to you, said, I need to do you to do certain, certain things, you're not just sitting there, just watching, just waiting. you start to pitching the tent, start to moving with the God's move. When God said, you need to dedicate your life and more, it's not just that, okay, I'll wait for tomorrow, just keep doing what I'm doing. When you keep doing what you're always doing, you will never expect that there's a revival to humming. Something got to be changed. When you need something that is done in our life, something that you feel is, is not in the right position, it's not in your all-to-be condition, you need to take action of it. It's not just to listen to the Word and say, oh, I believe, I believe. You need to take action to it. Brother Abraham said, he said that there was no godly sorrow for the sin. It was only a ritual, just a ritualistic from the taking his animal for offering he never got nothing out of it because he never put nothing in it if you want to see the revival, you need to put something into it, you need to start to read your bible you need to start to listening to the message you need to start to change in your life when you start to make it a move that shows you're sincere to God's word when you start to do that, when you put something into that when you begin to care God will care when you begin to move, when you do begin to the Lord, I repent. Lord, I need something that is done in my life. This is not my ought to be condition. Something wrong that in my life. Something that's not that of what I want to be. Something that I need to be changed. My family needs to be changed. The dynamic of the family needs to be changed. The revival needs to happen in my life. When we start to, to making an effort toward that, God will do the rest of it. When you put something into it, the reason you don't get anything is because you don't put anything into it. But when you start to put something into it, you will see that happen. This is not just the do and don't. This is not just the enforce of the law. But this is a, something that was attitude changing. This is a, some of the desire that in the heart is a changing. When you feel the heart that something's moving. When it's in their heart, he realized, even in a little twinge, Lord, I'm not in my lot to be. I desire something changing. I desire something happening in my life. Something happening in my family. That is a God Himself attacking your heart. That is the God that I want to bring that to you. I want to bring that revival to you. I want to bring that resolve to you. I want to bring that a transformation power that into your life. But you need to put something into it. You need to start the moving. You hear the voice. Just like Abraham has to hear the voice. God said to him, move. Where? I don't know. But God said, move. Amen. You hear the voice. God said, start the moving. Where? I don't know. But something talking in my heart. Lord, some things something's not in ought to be. Man is not in the man ought to be conditioned. Woman maybe not in a man. Woman's a condition. I'm not in the right to be conditioned. Lord, you have a say to me that I need to move. How? I don't know. Start to listen to the message. Start to giving yourself to the word. Start to sing, Lord, change me. Lord, I needed something done that in my life. I don't want to take a COVID as an excuse. I don't want to take an excuse I cannot come to the church. That's why I have a right to be backslide. You don't have a one right to be backslide. Whoever here on that, whoever look at the screen, whoever looking at the camera over there, watch my mouth. You have no right to backslide. God it speaking to you. You have no right to get back to the cave. It's time for you to come out. The God is still God. Is the message still message? Is God still yesterday, today, and forever? He's still the same. Is God still heal? Is God still changing person? Is God still deliver people? Is God still can cause desire in the people's heart? Is God can still bring on revival in a person, in a family's life? He still can do that. You have no right to backslide. We need to be more sincere than any time, than any age in this hour. A sincerity is that you stay with the word no matter what or who or how. If God has said so, I stay with the word of God. When you're looking into the word of God, you will become a more sincere. We saw the condition in this world, and when you say the word of a God has promised that you will become a more sincere. Because the God will reveal more to you. You will find out that the Word of God will reveal is a modern event and made clear by the prophecy. And all the things that we saw, everything that on this earth is happening. It was getting darker and darker. The people become less concerned than ever. And the people become the evil. The world will become more evil than ever. And God has given a word to reveal that to us. We have a design. We have a discernment. That will bring the person into more sincerity. Brother Bram said in a prisoner. is that I believe one of the great things that I find in this day. It's a lacking of sincerity of what we believe. He said, and God's word here declare it and tell it before it come to pass. And then moving upon and then prophesying and showing them the very thing that he said, it will come to pass perfectly, exactly what he said. And still we sit kind of as thoughtful as if we wonder, well, wonder if that could mean me. Wonder if it could mean just the church in whole wonder if I'm really included in this. I think the sincerity what brings it to the people to really believe the word of God is the truth. But in this world, people just have lost their sincerity. And they're not seeing... Oh, it seems that everything is just haphazardly, it was just whatever comes, whatever goes. You know, if if, if it's meant to be like this, well, I guess it's just meant to be. I'll just uh, flow the uh, flow with the uh, with the water, or with the river, just wherever it flows, I'll just go. You know, it just become a aimless. People become a no purpose in their life. And I say, and I'll see. Sometime I wonder if the believer become like that. The things that's happened in their life or the, we just say in the message for so long, you know, years after years, 10 years, 20 years, or, or months or years. It doesn't matter. But as the time goes by, it seems like people start to losing their sincerity toward the, the Word. And for the believer, our whole goal is for the resurrection, the body change. But then we start to wondering, am I included in it? Is this a really me? Is this a? Am uh, I might be a will be into the uh, in the rapture? You know, am I included that in this? And I'll see, people start to losing their sincerity about it. A sincerity to the word is regardless what's happened or whoever said what. The sincerity of the word, if there is a one in the rapture, then I should be the one. Then I was thinking about it, the woman that in the Bible that he, she needs a hearing for her daughter. and then uh, she come to before Jesus, and she's a Gentile. She's not even included in the program. but she's so sincere. And we can probably have a more knowledge. We see that she's sincerely wrong. It's not her time. She's a Gentile. And she's just a dog. And even Jesus said she's a dog. But she's so sincere. She said, Lord, even a dog eat a crumb. that drop from the master's table. And she got what she got. You have to think about it. She was out of her place. She was out of the program. She was out of the time. It's not even her time. Even her Lord, even Jesus, even God himself said, you are a dog. You're not worth it. I'm not even sent to you. He said, you're not even in the program. But this woman was so sincere. And she was so persistent on. She said, even the dog. eat well, the crumb that it dropped from the table. And she got what she got i was thinking about what about us? We have the promise. We're included in the program. If there's anybody who be raptured, that's supposed to be the, in the message room. If anybody go to the body change, it's supposed to be the believer. We have the message. All the mystery has been revealed. What are you talking about? You're, are uh, am I included? Am I what I'll be in the rapture? What I be this? What I be? You're absolutely in it. If you don't go to the rapture, who goes to the rapture? Heaven cannot be empty. All we need is to be more sincere. If there's any time need to be more sincere, this is the time to be more sincere. It's not that you don't have the sincerity, but we need to be more sincere to what the Word of God has said about you, has said about me. That's what we're sincere about. But Abraham said, unless you are deeply sincere. He said, you cannot be sincere until you are positive understand. Then he said, if you are presuming or guessing or hoping so, then there cannot be a depth of sincerity that God requires. He said, a faith is not a hope so, or it could be right, it got to be absolutely amen. It's your ultimate It's your absolute. It's the thing that you are tied to. You have to come to your ultimate. That it is the truth. And it's nothing but a truth. And it must be thus. And then when you realize. That in your mind. Then you got to approach it. With your whole life. Soul. Body. All that is in you. Just completely sell out everything to it. That is the sincerity that I'm talking about. If you're positively sure this is the truth and it is our. If you're positive and understand that this message is the only thing that can give us the body change. That put us into the rapture. That we need to put our whole soul and life and everything, our body, that into it. Completely sell it out. But Abraham said in the third Exodus, he said a resting place is the word. For you know that God will ever prove himself, himself superior over every one of his enemy. No matter how bad it looks and how the enemy has to come in and how it look like you are defeated, faith still knows. No matter what symptom that is, Allah, God's word is still the truth. No matter what anybody else has said, God's word still the truth. Because we base our faith not on symptom or in a man's saying. We base our faith on what is the word of a God has said. And we need to be sincere to that truth. That is said that when you catch that faith, that you're going to be healed. Every circumstances, everything else, all signs, all symptoms... Can point out you are dying. You will never move. His resting place is in the sanctuary of God's word. When faith, genuine faith, set itself there. Not make-believe now. Faith. Not hope, but faith. Hope is out here. Hope it was in. Faith is already in. Looking out. you already healed. You're already delivered. God has already put you into the rapture. That's the promise that God has given to us. And that's what we believe. We need to be more sincere than ever. To believe in what the word of God has said to be the truth. Your children is already be saved. It's not that it will be. It's not that in the future. Your children is already be delivered. That is the word of God has said. That's what we we believe. That's what we need to be more sincere. Faith is already in, looking out and saying, it is done. That's faith. There's the word faith. Take his resting place. For he knows that God will never, never let an enemy ride over the top of him. I just love that. You know God has never lost a battle. You know God has a ark of enemy, and we have a, a loss of enemy. All the devils has been released, has been uh, released in this hour. But the word of God said He never, never led an the enemy right over Him. God has never done that. He never failed at a battle. He never failed at the one promise that He has to promise you. Whatever God has said, he always fulfills his promise. And all he need to do, need us to do, is be sincere, and believe whatever he has said. He said, he never did enemy right over the top of him. He never has. Faith knows that. So regardless of what the thing looked, no one know that the ark would flow though he never saw the ark as a flow, but no one know you know your knowing is not that you're saying it's not what you see that uh, you know that determines it's what you believe that will determine He said no one know that ark would flow daniel know that god will close to the lions mouth you don't face is not to figure out how to how this is going to happen i don't know how this thing is going to happen you don't know how this is going to happen. But God says so that we believe it. That's called a sincerity. To believe every word of a God will come to pass. If we need a healing, that's the word of a God has said. All we need is not to need more power. It's not to need more authority. Just need to be more sincere to what is the God has said. Is that Jesus knew that God would raise him up again? Because the word of a God has said so. If we ever, if there is any time that need that, that is the time now that we need to be more sincere to what is the word of what God has said. Then Brother Brahman said, when you find God's ultimate, His word a promise upon a certain thing, you must know first that it is God's word, that the thing that you are seeing being done is God. There is a no maybe so, it could be. It looks like it might be. It is God. Then when you get to that spot, then that's the pearl of a great price. You must get away from anything that anybody else will tell you contrary to it. This is the great pearl that the Lord gave it to us. If God hasn't made this real to you, if he had made real to you that this message is the message of this hour, this is the truth that God had given to us, then we should get rid of anybody said, whatever the people, whatever anything that's contrary to that, to sell out our whole self to get this pearl of a great price. You know, the devil won't Wung, deceive you, said this is not the pearl. He cannot say to you that this message is wrong. He cannot say to you this is a you know, yeah. There's a no such a thing of a God. There's no such a thing of the the message of this hour. Everything that the brother Branham is doing is just a false. It's just a fake. He was uh, to most of the people. He's not going to say that. But what's the deceiving is, he was saying to you that this is not a worth that you sell it out. It is a great pearl, but it's a pearl, all right. But it's not a pearl that you can sell all your life, all your soul, all your body. To it. That's the deceiving part. That he can say to you. Well you need your job. You need all of this. You need to you know, have some entertainment. You need to have your fun. You need to have all those kind of things. But in, in order for you to get to the pearl. With a great price. God requires one thing. That you must have sold out everything. To get to the pearl. Of a great price. That's unreservedly. I'm not talking about you sell your, your cars, your house and then the donate it and or you, I'm not talking about that. I hope you understand me. But you need to sell it out of your whole being. You need to give it all your time. You need to give your, all your mind, give it all your soul, all your spirit. Make your permanent resident in the heavenly realm. Not to make your permanent resident on this earth. All these things will pass away. You just say, Lord, you you gave it, you're taking it away. Everything over me is all yours. I dedicated my whole life, I consecrated everything that I have to you. Lord, I sell out of my whole being just for that pearl of a great price. He said, you must look to what God has said. And when he promised and seen him to do it, he said, then that's your ultimate right there. Then Brother Brahma said, God hates powerless religion. He said, it got to have a power in it. It's got to have a sincerity. Sincerity brings power. Sincerity brings real worship. Not forms, but genuine power worship to know that you passed from death unto life. When we have the sincerity to know that what God has done in this age is absolutely the truth. That sincerity will bring that the person have a power to it. You're talking about the people in the heathen. But I'm talking about in Africa. They can throw a little baby into the river of Nile. And to feed the crocodile, because they're sincere. Something made them to do that. And you go to India, some people that they they want to uh, they uh, they're, they're the, they call them saints. and they let their nail grow just year after year, and without uh, clipping it, and some even pinching through their palms. You talk about a sincere, and a sincere Bring them. To worship their son God, that they watch the sun, and their eyes can be blind. That is the sincerity. But we have the truth. They are sincerely wrong. But we have the truth that in this hour, what can bring the power of the truth out? If the sincerity can bring them to kill themselves, to kill their baby. What the sincerity to God' truth can bring us? It will bring healing. It will bring transforming. It will bring the family back to its right orbit. It will bring the rapture. It will bring the body change. It will bring the resurrection. That's what sincerity can bring the power of. lays a power that in the Word of God, there is a such a power can creating. But he takes a sincere heart to bring the power out of the word of God in this hour. Without a sincerity, you are never gonna bring the power out. The power of the God can lay in the message, can lay in there, but you will never get it. When I talk about a sincerity, to bring the power. We're not just talking about, you know, uh, your sincerity to pray the Lord to give me a, you know, give me a, a power to cast out a demon, give me a this, uh, uh, give me the gift uh, so that I can speak in a tongue. Or I'm not talking about the sincerity about the gift. The gift is the God given. But the parable said it wasn't my sincere prayer that brought this gift. He said the gifts are not brought by sincere prayer. Gifts are foreordained of God. They are ordained and sent. All we need to do is be sincere to what God has already given to you. Amen. If God give you the gift, you'll be sincere about it. And that will bring the power out of that. If you can sing, then bring the, have the sincerity to it. Then your singing can bless the other people. If you are not a preacher... Then you'll be sincere about the preaching. Then the preaching of the word will bring the power out of the word. And if you're a housewife, just be sincere about it. And just wash your dish faithfully. Wash your bowl faithfully. And do whatever you do. Seems like it's such a simple thing. But if you be faithful, you be sincere to it. And not be gruntful to it. God will use that to bring power out of that. And you be a good wife. You be a good... A uh, good uh, uh good mom that are at home and do whatever the Lord ordained you to do, then all the power that's the in the word of God, though you're not a preacher, but your life will bring the power out. And you will bring your children upright. You will bring you will raise up into the children and then let them go on the right way. And you husbands, if you God will ask you, uh, give you the gift to become a bread winner, and you'll be sincere about it. And do whatever the Lord ordained you to do. And be faithful to doing it. And God will use you to bring the life. To bring the power out of the word that you have received. All you need to do. Just be sincere in what God has already given to you. If you are financially very gifted. Then God give you a gift. That you can manage in the money. And be a faithful. Be a sincere to it. And don't just uh Try to do the outer things, whatever God has to give it to you, and you're going to do that happily and enjoyably and be humbly, God will use that to bless his kingdom, to bless his family. And if you're not, be gifted in the money, in the financially, or this and that, or maybe you're saying, the Lord, I'm just as poor as I can be. But if you're just sincerely and to be faithfully to the position the Lord will give it to you. You just happily and enjoyably just go to the work. Sometimes you cannot even make an end it, But you faithfully come to the church. Faithfully to believe the Lord. To worship the Lord. To trust the God in everything that you do. God will give you a permanent place in heaven. Even that you are on this earth, it seems like we're so poor that we cannot make ends meet. But when you get in there, you are not one bit of inferior to any of those of our other brothers. All we need to do, just be sincere. What is God has given to you, Brother Abraham said in the shalom. He said, "Trust in Him for the future." You've seen him and vindicated the word in days past. He said that he will arrive on time. He said, don't be weary. He will be here. That is the word has a promise to, to us. God doesn't ask us to be just figuring it out at everything. The word is not for us to figure it out. The word for us is just trusting in him. Whatever that he has said that we believe in, but God never asks us to blindly just to believe it. He always make His word become a positive. That whatever that he has said, he will fulfill His word. He will confirm His word. He has been vindicating His word. You think about the vindication, the proof that we had in this message. Just time after time. What does God try to do? He tried to want you to make you become more positive than ever. To know that this message leads the power to can solve every problem. This message has the power to deliver, deliver every situation. This message has the power to heal every disease. This message has the power to cast out every demon. And when we're talking about casting out a demon, many times we're thinking about it like a prayer of random. Just go by the prayer that a demon just run out like a cat, like a, a bat that's just a flattening out. We doesn't have to do that. Do you realize that you cast out a demon every day? Amen. Do you realize you cast out a Satan in every day that in your life? Demon was a bother you every time. Demon was a putting of salt that had into you. What you did, you rejected him. What have you done? you cast casting him out. You just be sincere about the Lord. You have said, you give me the power to cast the demon out. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cast him out. He put a doubt in you. What you did, you rejected him. What have you done? You cast the demon out. You actually cast him out every day. You don't have to decide oh, I saw the demon just running out and just roaring out of that's the prophet. He was in that out of realm. He saw that the demons are something like a bat and something like this and that. And he was on the platform. That's the ministry that God gave it to him. But you're not inferior at all. The same power laid in him, that's the same power laid in you. But it just is another different form. How Satan has come into you like a cloud, like a depression, like something that is dark, lets you to doubt the word of God, lets you to doubt your experience with the Lord. What have you done? By showing up over here, you show to the devil, devil, I cast you out already. And you're on the screen, and whatever the situation that you're in, you're still believing, you're still receiving you still believe in the word of God to be the truth. What have you done? You are sincere to the word of God. You literally, by your sincerity, bring the power out, reject every demon. You are still casting demon out. Amen. A lot of times just without word even knowing that. You don't have to seek him the, the power and to try to come to, calm the, you know, just, just do what all the ministers to do and do what the prophets was doing. In your daily life, every day, you are casting him out. But all we need to have, God required us to be more sincere. And Abraham says, he will arrive on time. Don't be weary. He will be here. How we figure that out, I don't know. How are we, the door going to be open? Everybody will coming back to the church to see that appeal, to listen to the word, to enjoy the presence of God. I don't know. But God says so, and then I believe. Don't be weary, he will be here. And don't you be weary, our brothers and sisters will be sitting here. And we believe that. And the prophet said he has vindicated his word in every age. The church age showed the same thing, and the revealing of our Lord about the seven message and so forth. God revealed it, manifested and approved it, and among us today. He showed Himself here with us and approved and vindicated His word. So will He. He has vindicated. He has vindicated the seven seal that will be opened, and that's happened. He talked about the seven churches, God coming down. To prove that what he said to be the truth. And if all of the rest, all of that has been vindicated. Then the prophet said that there will be a millennium. Do you believe that? I believe it was all my heart. I just need to be more sincere. The word of a God will bring me into more sincere. The word of a God will bring me more power out of the sincerity. I've been, never been so believed the millennium is going to be here. Every day when I saw what is in the outside world, and I saw that the things that's happened in the world, that just bring the more desire and the more belief, the millennium will soon be here. He said the old will be young there forever. Brother Frank, do you believe that? He said the old will be young there forever. Brother Frank always tell me, he said, don't be old. He said, it's not very fun. And I believe that. But we will be there, young, forever. Hell, I don't know. But God's word said that. It's not for me to figure that out. It's not for me to try to explain what is this, oh, this means that, that means that. No, I just need to believe that. Sincerity is to believe whatever God's word has said, that will come to pass. He said sickness will fade away. And death will be no more. That is the word of God. I need to be more sincere. And Lord, forgive all my, all my unsincerity. Let me be more sincere than ever. To believe the sickness will fade out of the way. To believe in Brother call that you are healed. To believe our sister Rena will be healed. To believe everything God's word has said. How that happened, I don't know. To be honest, I don't care. But God's word has said, sickness will feed away. Death will be no more. We need to be more sincere of that. Death will be no more. He said, if they shall build house. They will inhabit them. They will plant vineyards and eat the fruit. thereof. They will not plant and another inhabit. His son takes it. His son will be living by him. You believe that? I believe that. I believe my son will be living by me. Oh, 7155. Well, I better don't tell the address. In heaven, God give me a place. My son going to be there. My daughter going to be there. My two daughters going to be there. My son-in-law going to be there. Brother Louisa, you going to be there. I don't know if you want to live beside me or not. Whoever want to live beside me... <laughs> We're all gonna be there. How that gonna be? I don't know. But God will said that. He said he will not plant another eat, die it off, and somebody else take it. But he will live there, amen. I believe every word of a God to be the truth. Every one of us we will be living there. That is the word of a God has said to us. Why do you say this, Brother Murphy? That's our permanent address. That's our permanent residence. That's the place that God has to prepare to us. Keep our eyes on that. Be more sincere on that. All the things on this world will pass away. But this will never pass it away. Amen. That has to be more focused on what God has to promise to, to us. He said, The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. How that be? I don't know. You think about how impossible that is. The wolf and the lamb, are the constant on the other is the throat. The wolf comes in and chasing lamb. The lamb comes in and running away. But God said that they will be feeding together. Then I'm thinking about it even now. They are people. Some people, the personality just like a wolf. Some people, the personality just like a lamb. But God said that they feed together. How thankful we are. Some personality, I'm talking about a believer, I'm not talking about unbelievers. Some believers, they like a wolf. Do you believe that the Bible said there's a one of the tribe, they're like a raven wolf. When Moses was a blessing, he said, Benjamin, you'll be like a, I think he's a Benjamin. Benjamin or, or whoever. So they're, they're, they're like a wolf or something. They have a character like that. Different people have a different character. Different people have a different personality. But they're still a believer. Why are they are believer? Because they feed together. Because we all feed on the word of God. It's not because of your personality is different from mine, or this from another. We all feed together. God has made us to all feed together, feed on the word of God. So there's a very possible. It's very easy for God to let a lamb and a wolf to feed together. When heaven come, how' is that done? I don't know, I don't care, but God said that they were feed together. He said, the lion shall eat straw. Like the bullock. And the child shall lead them around. God has to change their appetite. He doesn't lie to eat a straw. Maybe that a straw had a lamb flavor. I don't know. I don't care. That's a God what did it. If God hadn't made that, I believe it. That's the word of a God has said. God has to change our appetite. Your appetite used to be worldly, but now world become a disinfect, uh dissatisfied you. That there's nothing that is in you to sanctify you but to the word of a God. He made us a feet together. Though we have a different personality, he let us eat to the same thing. We all eat to the word of a God. That is the word that told us, then we believe it. Amen. He said that there will be nothing there could hurt. Now everything can hurt. But there, there's a nothing hurt. No matter how you try to take care of your body, your body is deteriorating. You eat, the food is going to hurt you. You can eat more desserts than ever, and then it will hurt you. You can eat a steak, and a steak can hurt you if you eat more. It can cause a cholesterol. If you eat more vegetable, you said I'll just become a vegan. Some vegan can get it poisoned. You just eat, it, anything will hurt. You said i just drink. Water can hurt you. Water can be polluted. You said I just breathe. Air can pollute you. Everything on this earth can hurt you. But thank God, the place that they prepared for us there, there was nothing is going to hurt you. Amen. We be, need to be more sincere about that. That's the word of a God. That's the place the Lord has prepared for us. He said, now the future he holds. Sense of a God, your future is I you're holding. You don't hold your future. You don't know what your future is. But God said, I hold your future. He said, how do I know when he's coming? When is he coming? I don't know. But he will be here. That's right. When will he do thus and thus? He said, when will the curse go off the earth? When will this bless the reflections of God's love? Of trees standing here and shining out? And the flowers and things, when will the immortal grow? He said, I don't know, but they will. Amen. When will all the reflection of a man's heart a desiring to live at hospitals and doctors and operator, operations and a crying and grave, when will they all cease to a glorious reign, reign with the Jesus of a thousand years of shalom? When will it? I don't know. He said it will be there. I don't know how he's going to do it. But his spoken word will be vindicated. When the son of a righteousness shall rise with healing in his wind. And the healing part of that will not be physical healing as you think. As saying somebody got a sickness and it will be taken away from them. That's what he's doing now in type. God will give you the divine health. And you will never be needed healing anymore. You will never need to grow. You will never, never need to, to be healed to, uh, you know, out of this uh, cursing anymore. He give you the divine health. You will always be healthy. You will always be young. That is what we need to be more sincere about. That's what we need to put our hope or put our hope, focus. Everything, our whole body, our whole soul, our whole spirit on it. That's the thing that we need to be looking at. He said, but the whole creature will be changed. This mortal will take on immortality. This old age will jump into youth. Amen. Well, how will it be? I don't know, but it will be there. The prophet doesn't just figure out everything, knows everything, and it tells us everything. The prophet has the things that he doesn't know. But God vindicated me enough so that we can know whatever that God has said through the prophet, the vision, everything. God has already made it to come to pass. If that has already been vindicated, been fulfilled, then we have a right to believe everything that God has promised us. Though our eyes don't see it, but it will come to pass. Amen. We're looking for the rapture. It's not just to try to escape the trials, the wickedness, and what happens on this, wor- on this world. But we're looking forward to that eternal wrong that God has promised to us. And the Spirit of the message has to make that a real. To us, That's why we do everything that we can on this earth. We print into the book. We translate. And the people that are sitting in the prison for the gospel sick. We send in the Bible to Uganda. To do everything we can to further the gospel. Because our eyes is focused on the things that we didn't see. But God has a promise to us. That's the thing that we should focus our whole self on. May the musician come. But Abraham said, and he cared, do you care? He said, cast your care upon him. He cares for you. Be sincere about it. You care enough to be sincere, for he has proven but he's vindicated a word that he cares. He promised to send it and he's done it. He promised in the word and here it is. He cares now how about you? It's you all to be, it's you all to care next. He carry enough. He carry enough to conquer every enemy for you. That all you have to do is to be sincere and to believe it. He conquered death. Death and nothing for me to conquer is already conquered. And we need to be more sincere about that. Sickness and for me to conquer. It ain't for Christ to conquer. is already conquered. And we need to be more sincere about it. He said, I just have to carry enough to believe it. Oh, he said, are you afraid of what somebody else has told you. Are you afraid of the doctor's diagnosis? Are you afraid of what the church will say to you? Are you afraid to stand there toe to toe to the devil? Say, I have confessed my sin. I have laid aside everything. I have believed every word. Here I am, Lord. Create me a care. You care for me. I care for you. That is that all you have to do is to be sincere and believe it. Amen. That's the everything. That a God requires to do. Right. If the word of a God has said. No matter what situation that you are in. No matter what sickness that you are battling. No matter what kind of. A, the trials that you are going through. But he said all you have to do. Is to be sincere. And to believe it. Amen. May the Lord bless every one of you. And I trust that this is the time. For us to. Really check ourselves. Lord, I'm not saying I don't have a sincerity. I do have the sincerity. The Lord, just make me become a more sincere. For the greater call. For the greater things that God gave it to us. That it set it before it us. That in front of us, let us lay hold on it. To be more sincere and to believe that every God, every word of God, that He has a promise, that He will make it come to pass. Let us stand. Can we sing a song that just a closer walk to thee, uh, with thee? Just a closer walk to thee. Amen. Let's make this and become a dedication. Let us sing it. Be Jesus a closer walk. If I can see that, just a little more sincere. Just a little closer walk with the Lord. And that's all God needed us to do. If we can be sincere, as the prophet has said, if you can be sincere, you can bind that mamba. Just think about what a contrast. We saw that we needed more power. Lord, I need more authority. I need more strength to bind it. The Lord said, "All you need, just more sincere. It's not you bind it, but it's the word bind it. It's not you heal it, but it's the word will heal it. It's not you deliver it, but it's the word will deliver it. But all you need to do, Lord, just make me a little sincere. Those look at such a contrast. It seems like it doesn't even equal." But God said, this will take care of Satan. He said, you don't need to take care of Satan. i already taking care of him. All you need to do is just be more sincere and believe it. Devil is already being conquered. It's not a we try to conquer it. A we try to fight him. He's already been conquered. All you need to do, be more sincere to the word. Ignore him. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Let him say whatever he wants to say. What you need to do, be more sincere to God's word. Ignore him and walk forward. You're thinking about it. Let me give you a little comfort here. Do you hate devil? The rest of you don't hate it? I was very surprised. I hate him too. Do you hate the things in the world? Man, get a lesser aim than ever. I hate it. There's nothing this world can offer to me. I hate the things that are in the world. It doesn't bring me joy; it brings me sad. I hate what Satan that it bring on. I hate Satan let our children sick, let our people sick, that our that us cannot come to the church. I hated that. You know what? You hate what God hates. Can I say you're closer with God? You know, I, I'm not, maybe I'm not sure. Lord, I'm not sure if I go to the rapture. I'm not sure uh, if, I, if I can have a faith to, to believe this or that. But do you know, there's a one thing for sure. Satan will not be in the millennium. Satan will be in the lake of fire. That is the sure thing that I'm very sure about it. Maybe I'm not sure about other things, but one thing for sure. Satan will not show up in the millennium. If I hate what God hates, God hates Satan, I hate him too. That means I'm not going to be in the lake of fire. The people who will not hate Satan, who love what is the world had offered, offer, they will be in the lake of fire. At least the first time, I'm out of the lake of fire already. You don't have to be in the lake of fire because you hate what God hates. Let me bring you to another level. Do you love what God loves? Do you love the place that He prepared for me? Then you are better than a lot of denominational churches already. Do you love the Word that God has given to us in His hour? Then you are overpassed, bypassed, surpassed 99% of all the denominational Churches already. You love what God loves. God love righteousness. I love righteousness. God love a peace. I love a peace. Not the world of peace, but God's peace. God love a joy. I love that joy. God loves that a heavenly place. I love that a heavenly place. God loves that a place they prepared for me. I love that place. Everything God loves, I loved. If I don't go to the rapture, who goes? Heaven cannot be empty. God has prepared a place for everyone that loves what God has loved. You love it as a Word. You love His presence. You love whatever God has loved. That is the place that God has given to us. We hate what is Satan has offered. Don't let a Satan try to use his world and try to affect you, try to influence you. He got nothing to offer to you. If we love what God loves, we hate what is Satan, what God hasn't hated. We are past it. all the rest of the, the churches, the damnation. We are the God's chosen people. Let's just sing to the last time that a little closer walk with the Lord before we go to pray. Oh just
1: a closer walk with thee Oh
4: we got a prayer request, um, brother, brother Jose. But Jose Rosellas Request a prayer for his sister His family Currently uh, fighting uh, COVID-19 virus So that's to remember our brother's um, uh, His uh, sister's uh, Family I'm not sure where uh, they are You know the world can give uh, All kinds of name To the virus Uh, Give it a COVID or Spanish flu Or whatever But we know that's uh, the one word for that that is the Satan behind it. And if God gave us the power. To bind that serpent. To bind that mamba. And that all they require. He said to just be more sincere. And that's the Lord gave us. Uh, give us uh, an example here. That we can be more sincere. And let us uh, pray together. That it bind that Satan. That try to affect our brothers. Sisters and family. And if you have any Need. And if you know that your loved one has any need, and you can raise up your hands, and that we all go before the Lord and ask of the Lord on behalf of us to take care of the need. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, how we love you, Lord. Lord, there's nothing in this world can really make our heart satisfied. Lord, we can eat, and uh, no matter how much we eat, how good food that we eat, Lord, it will always be something better. And we can live in a house, no matter how big, and how beautiful the house is, They can always get better because people will not be satisfied. But Lord, when we eat to the word of a God, Lord, it totally satisfies us. It satisfies our hunger. It satisfies our thirst because your word is enough. Your word is sufficient for us. Lord, that we come before you with a sincere heart, as sincere as we can be, that on behalf of our brother Jose, for his sister, now this is fighting this virus, which is a Satan behind it, Lord, we believe your word to be the truth, you said, Lord, if we can believe, Lord, I said to the prophet, if he can believe, let the people believe him, and be sincere about it, even cancer, Will not standing before him. That promise is not only to the prophets. Lord, I believe that a, pro- that a promise is also to every believer that have a sincere heart to believe your word, to be the truth. Lord, if we can believe, Lord, if we can be sincere about it, nothing will stand in front of the believer. Lord, because by your stripes, that as we sincerely believe your word, that I my Dear brothers and sisters of family, they are healed. Lord, you send out of the word to heal all our diseases. And you are the Lord to healed all our diseases. Lord, we believe your word to be the truth. Lord, we send it to the word of a God, Send it to the promise of a God, and a our dear sister, in whatever she's in. Lord, may her rise up with a face to take a hold of the promise of a God. To recognize the word is the truth. To recognize that the presence of a God. Even now this is wisdom. And take a hold of it and believe it. And drive away the spirit of a demon. Lord we believe in every word to be the truth. Lord as we continually remember our dear brother Tom. Lord we know you are a miracle working God. Lord have you have done time after time. That he healed our dear brother. He went through a lot of a pain. That in the past, the time after time, Lord, I just pray this will be the last time. Lord, that this uh, this will be the time that you would uh, just eliminate all the pain, Lord. Lord, that that uh, muscle come back together. That tendons come back together. Lord, just wrap it up. that Lord, let the strength come. Lord, let it be quickly recovered. That even the, the mace of the doctor... Lord, we thank you. We believe every word to be the truth, Lord. We believe the healing power is the still that is running through our brother. The virtue still going through our brother. We give you all the glory. We give you all the thanks. May you bless all our dear brothers and sisters, present or not present, or in the future, whoever is going to hear the word. Lord, I just pray, pray, let your presence be with us, Lord. Send us home safely. As we're going back to each house, Lord, may your presence be go with us. As we're separated from each other, but we're not separated from your presence, Lord, may you linger with us. Lord, we thank you. We're so blessed, people, to know that we know the word, that in this hour, this word in this hour has so blessed us, has healed us, delivered us, done so much for us. Lord, we just cannot thank you enough. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Praise be to God. May the Lord bless each one of you. Oh, I don't want you to shake hands, but use your eyes to shake hands to get air contact with each other. And until we see you again on Wednesday, the Lord willing, the Lord will bless each one of you. God bless you.